It is Victory Monday, December 19th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who knows the Dallas Star isn't a logo, it's a rating, J.P. Shatrick. I love that sign in the stands yesterday. Only one star out of five. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday. The Jaguars are coming off another victory. We've got a busy two hours ahead, of course, it's Hall of Famer Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco coming up. Jaguars, an overtime winner, 40-34 to over the Dallas Cowboys. We have fan questions for days. We'll uh, pick some of the best coming up. And, yes, the playoff picture is clear for the Jaguars moving ahead. They control their destiny with three games to go. Let's begin with Doug Peterson after the game yesterday. And what a win, a belief, even down 17 points late in the third quarter. We talked about it you know, last night at the hotel. We talked about it again today. Um, we just kept, kept chipping away you know, against a, a really good football team. I mean, that's, uh, that's a well-coached you know, unit. Um, you know, they, they're, they're obviously one of the top teams in the league. But, but this, this win today, I think, kind of just gives our guys confidence. In, in who they are as a team. Rayshon Jenkins, of course, capped a huge day. He had 18 tackles, two interceptions, including the game winner in overtime. You know, it's crazy. I don't even think I ever had a pick six uh, before today. So that was pretty, yeah, I know. That's, that's crazy. So I think that was pretty cool uh, to do. Uh, that just that's that, that's like that, that's a play you dream about ever since like you you like eight years old. Ever since I started playing this game, man, just to be able to um, be be the guy to to, to um, you know make a play like that to, for us to get that win. So that, that was pretty cool to do, man. And like I was telling everybody else, man, uh, we got another one here in five days. It's, I mean, four days is pretty important, man. And, and I'm I'm just excited to get on to this next one. And on to the quarterback. The team rallied, and number sixteen is not worried about the haters. I don't really, I don't really care honestly what they what, what people think. You know, I say that I, I do think, you know, it feels good to to win a game like this on a you know a big game, national game like you said against a great team. Um, it feels good just to you know show who we are. So I can't you can't lie. I mean that feels good to show people that, but it doesn't change anything about us. You know we're the, we're we're the same group. We lost five games straight in October and everyone wrote us off. So. I mean, if you listen to what people say, you're not really in a good spot. So it's the same group, and we've just stuck together, and um, it's been fun. And we, we right here, I mean, three games left. Uh, we got a little, we got a little run we got to make, and we've said that the last couple weeks, and we've stepped up to the challenge, and we got to do it again on a short week. So this one's short lived. You got to flush it by the morning and, and get ready for the Jets. More from head coach Doug Peterson from earlier today coming up. You can catch it all on Jaguars.com and Jaguars social media as well. We're on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. We welcome in Tony Baselli, the Hall of Famer, and Pete Prisco, the senior writer from CBS Sports. And why are you shaking your head already, Pete? Oh, my gosh. Where have you started I, I, yet? I, I, I lost because, it, Pete. I no, it. no. I it. You know why, yes. J.P.? Because you hate when people try and take credit for something they didn't do. Right. I agree. Right. And, J.P., uh, okay, I'm going to state my, my point here. Tony said he locked the playoffs and then took it back. 
and oh. and we both agreed he took it back. You know and what you he didn't did, want Pete? any part of it after that. Yeah, you know what and he did, so, Pete. That you know what proved it is like he pointed to the camera and tried to unlock it with his hand somehow. Like that would magically correct. change it. Correct. And, you so, can't take that so away. No credit whatsoever oh, for locking the playoffs, and JP can be the judge on it. I'm going to ask a question. Let me state my case now. I'm going I'm to ask yes, no questions, Pete, for you to answer. Did I a walk on the show that the Jaguars would go to the playoffs? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. Did I start getting nervous and try to get out of it? No. You did get out of it. No, 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 no. Wait, no. Yes or no? Did I try to get out of it? With a yes or no. There's did no way to get out of it. Did I try to unlock it? Yes. You tried. Okay. Did one JP Shedrick, Juan Paul Shedrick, <laughs> and Peter Prisco. Actually, I think it's Jared Paul. Whatever JP's real name is. Um, we went through JP this last and, week. And Pete, we? Did you both say, too bad, you locked it, you can't get out of it? Did you say that? Correct, but That's you right. fought us on it. Okay. That's right. Done! It's locked! No. No. So wait, okay, but first off, okay, even if you did lock it, so you got him in already? Oh, I'm double locked. Well, here, I, oh, a double lock already? Double. I mean, oh, we got to hear this. We got to hear the, the sound double lock. Double you're lock. double locking. You're double oh, yeah. locking there in the I, postseason. We weren't. I don't think the staff was ready for that. I've, I've already moved on. Thinking about locking a first round win. So against the Ravens, they're going to play the Ravens. Let me just tell you, this is going to work out, people. <laughs> Jaguars are going to win out. They're going to be nine and eight. They're going to be the AFC. South, South champs. champs. So they'll be the they'll be the fourth seed. That's right. They'll be the fourth seed. The Bengals are going to win the uh, AFC North by beating by beating Baltimore the last week of the season. That's right. The Ravens will have the five seed. They'll be the highest rated wild card team. The Ravens will come to Jacksonville in a rematch, and we will beat them soundly this time instead of a close game. Well. That sounds right, but the six, the five seed could end up being the Chargers. They, well, the Chargers want no piece of us after that. Really. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> let's just be clear. They want no piece. Look, the bottom line is Jacksonville controls its own destiny, period. Win out, you're in. It's really and – it's, and it's Christmas week. <laughs> Think about that. It's Christmas week, and they control their own destiny. That's the most amazing thing said around Jacksonville in years, okay, other than Miles Jack wasn't down. But they control their own destiny. And who saw this coming? Nobody. Me? No, you did it. You did I, not. I, I, I locked it, Pete. No, you might have you might have said they have a chance to make the playoffs, but four weeks ago you didn't say anything about that. So I did not. I did not. But it, it's it's an incredible story and one that reminds me a little of nineteen ninety six. Yeah, before we get into ninety six, I mean the players aren't thinking this way, the organizations aren't thinking this way, our fans are not thinking this way, nor and none of them should. But because Pete, because I reflect where we are in this season, in what you just said, I have checked both boxes off for what I thought a successful season looked like. For me, it was two things. It was one, at the end of the season, you knew 
that Trevor Lawrence was the dude. He was the franchise quarterback. Box check. Checked. No doubt. Zero. Um, I said I said last week he's a top ten quarterback. I think he's top seven. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm just it, he will be next. I, he will be next year for sure. I'm just telling you right now, he's one of the best. I'm not saying he's as good as Burroughs or Mahomes or Allen yet, but after that group, I'll start debating anybody. Herbert? Yes, I'll debate with Herbert all day long. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got. Uh, I won't do that yet, but he's moving in that direction. Okay, so check that box. Um, next box. I said that they'd be playing meaningful games in, de- in December, meaning that there was a chance for them to fight in to get to the playoffs. Check. Meaningful game. You control your own destiny. You didn't say so, they would. You said that would be that, a, that, that would be a win for the year. That yeah. means that in my book, if those right. two things happened, it's a successful season. Correct. We agree. They've, they've, we they've accomplished both those things. Now, though, playing meaningful games in December isn't enough. Right. No, they got to win it all. They're in it now. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you that's division. not you got to win a division now. If it's out there for you, it's laid out in front of you. Go win it. I mean, just to fast forward, I mean, we'll, we'll do a little early show power rankings. The Jaguars are the number one team in the AFC South. They're the best team in the South. Yes, they are. They're the best team. And by the way, I'm not sure it's close. The Titans made him a little nervous yesterday against the Chargers, oh, though. Man, until uh, until your your boy made that throw down the field, Pete. Oh my God! There are only a, there are only a few people on the planet who can make that throw. Wow! And guess what? One of them sitting in Duval County. He is because his throw to his throw to uh, Zay Jones was one of those too. The on the run, that was the most. He's on the move and he fires that rifle shot down the field on in stride. There you go, buddy. I mean that was incredible, but yeah, but still, you're right. Jacksonville right now is probably the better team, but they gotta they gotta do it. You gotta no, do gotta it. Prove it. And by the way, I think this game in New York is harder than the game they just played against the Cowboys for different reasons completely. It's going to be cold. It's on the road on a Thursday night. You have a desperate team that's fighting to try to get the last wild card spot. You have. Top two defense, top three defense in the entire NFL. They're third in yards, second in points. It's a different animal you're going to play up there. But if Quinn and Williams isn't all the way back, that's that's a big. That would be a break for him too. I mean, that's that's a big thing. Well, he wasn't bad. He wasn't. He didn't play last week, Pete, and they were pretty dang good. But yeah, they're good defense. Uh, but you'd still rather play Zach Wilson than the Cowboys yes. defense. It, Oh yeah, but I'm talking the whole game. I'm not. You'd I mean, rather the Cowboys, you'd, you'd still rather play Zach Wilson than the Cowboys. Would you rather? So you're saying you'd rather play the Cowboys at home than the Jets on the road? No, I'd rather play. Thursday night. I'd rather play Jets on the road on Thursday night. Yes. Wow. Watch really the tape, watch the tape of Zach Wilson, and you'll you'll think differently. That's and he was fair. a little bit better on Sunday. Don't get me wrong. He made a couple throws late in that game that got him in the close to field goal range, but. He made some awful throws too. Yeah, I'm talking more about the defense. I'm, oh, the I mean, defense is really good. Don't, they're, they're really good, and and that'll be a challenge for for this, this group. But I think the way they call plays, and, and and I'll give you an example. The Lions had fourth and inches late in that game. I don't know if you saw the play. 
No, I haven't watched it yet. They're behind. They need to get a first down. They didn't run the ball. You know what they did? They tight end leak. They leaked him out. He caught a pass and went 60 yards or whatever for a touchdown to win the game. So I think the aggression, that's one of those teams that you can use. And the way Doug calls plays and gets teams going one way and flowing back the other way, I think he'll be good. He'll be able to call some plays up against that group. Yeah. We got to so, win it, though. You got to win that one. You got to win the Texans. And then and by the way, it comes down. And the Texans, it might, and the Texans. And the Texans game isn't going to be an easy game. No, they're playing much no. better. Much playing better. much better. And tell me the last time we beat that team. Right. It's been forever. But here's the other thing. If they beat the Jets and beat the Texans, they and the, tight, the, the way, Titans lose to the Texans. Right. The Titans lose to the Texans and the Cowboys, the rest of the guys in week 18. Can you imagine? <laughs> Unbelievable. Actually, you know what? Even if we don't need to win it for the playoffs, play everyone and go beat the hell out of them. You're not good enough to rest anybody. Go beat the hell out of them and get ready for week one in the playoffs. It, it, it's an incredible story, and I can't imagine what it was like at the stadium yesterday. It sounded like on TV there were a lot of Cowboy fans there. It was. I, I was. This is a guess by me. I love JPs. I would say it was 50-50 Cowboys fans. I mean, it, it was a, maybe it, it might have been more Cowboy fans. They were everywhere. Well, it was everywhere. sold out, though, right? Oh. Awesome. Yep. They had stand, standing room only tickets. It was awesome. Love that. It was awesome. Great Love scene that. and to win it like they did. We'll get into the game coming up in just a little bit. Certainly the offensive performance. Trevor Lawrence, Zay Jones had three touchdowns. Travis Etienne goes over 100, even though he had the early fumble. And, of course, the defense a little bit later. Then in the second well, hour, we'll hey, get to hey, your social hey, media. JP, yes, Tony. You're, you're leaving out. And we'll talk about it after the break. The most important play of that game. And I'm going to leave it at that. We'll talk about it afterwards. There's a lot to choose from. There were a lot of important plays that led to the next important play to get to the most important play of the pick six. But uh, we'll get to that coming up. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. We are off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. We're down by three. You know, have three minutes left on that drive. Putting together a good drive, had a nice run, and then I fumble, you know, trying to cut back. You know, I'm kind of... Right away, I was like, oh, the game's over, you know, fumbled, and I was just obviously, you know, couldn't believe it, and I was disappointed, and then I look up, like, we got, well, we got three timeouts, our defense has been bowing up every time we've needed them today, so I'm standing there at, at our defense's mercy, just, you know, praying we get a stop, and really believed in those guys, just what they've shown, and didn't even flinch, you know, when I'm walking off, they're all picking me up, walking off after the fumble, they're like, we got you, you know, and that's just the mindset of this team, and no matter what happens, you just got to keep playing, I think we've... I mean, we've all seen, I, I mentioned even like the game, the Vikings game the other night, you've you got to keep playing. So it's, you never know what's in store on the next play. And if you're, think, if you're too busy thinking about the last one, you're going to miss it. So I think that's a, a great example of, you know, how we were able to do that today. Um, just battled some adversity and um, it was always the Jags, as Dewey would say. So That's the quarterback, of course, Trevor Lawrence after the game. And welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour on a Monday. And for nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. It's Monday. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on 1010XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jags social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And the performance of Trevor Lawrence yesterday finishes with four touchdown passes. He's over 300 yards again. He threw an interception. He lost that fumble, of course, uh, in a key moment late inside two minutes, but the Jags' defense bailed them out, got them the football again. They get down the field. They get the game-tying field goal at the final gun to go to overtime, but Trevor Lawrence continues to shine in the last month, month and a half, uh, and really since that London game, he's turned things around and uh, they got it done in a full team win yesterday. Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, J.P. Shadrick, and uh, yeah, how about Trevor and that fumble? Boy, I, <laughs> unbelievable. Slide. Unbelievable. Slide. Slide. But got the ball back, got down the field, and got in position with that timeout left somehow. Well, let's, let's start with, I mean, to Pete's you know, comment, he should have slid. Um, I, I, and I see where Pete's coming from. You know, get down, don't take the hit, and, you know, and live to go play another play. With that said, I'm not going to get out. I'm not going after Trevor. I love the play. I don't love the fumble. But the dude is so competitive. He's tough as nails. He is trying to win a game right here. And, and he'll learn from it. Maybe he slides in the future. Maybe he understands as he cuts back, he's got to have really good ball security, whatever. But I just love the competitive nature. Like, he was trying to score. He's like, I'm going to make this guy miss and cut back, and uh, and I'm going to go, you know, run to the end zone. I mean, and so at some level, yeah, Pete's right. Sliding's probably the smart play. More conservative. You have the first down, you're in good, you're in good shape. I, I'm not arguing with Pete at all on that one. But I just refuse to go after a kid who's going to compete like that. It's a bang-bang play. The shoulder pad hit the ball perfectly. You know, it's not okay. you gotta, you got to be smart. I'm not excusing Trevor. But when guys compete and go are like, you know, it's like no different than if you go back to the Tennessee game last week when Derek Henry fumbled after the huge hit of Shaq Quarterman. You know, some people would be like, oh, just go down get out balance at the contact you know I, I don't buy that you're trying to get no every but you're the you quarterback though tony you gotta learn yeah that's gotta learn to pete, get that pete in regular in a regular game in a regular time but not under two minutes when you're trying to go win the damn thing well you hey you get down you go you get lined up and go play the next play were, were they not in field goal range at that moment extreme it would have been long uh yeah It'd have been a long field goal, but yeah, they they're, had a they're on time the edge. too. They still had you time. Know, I get, I get what you're saying. Yes, you know, I'm not saying the sliding is the wrong call or the wrong. I think you're probably right. My whole point was, I love his competitiveness. That's what makes him who he is. Well, I get it. I, I understand that, but yeah, you could be competitive and be smart at the same time. Yes, the smarter play, the veteran play, would have been get down. You got yardage. You're going into traffic. Don't get killed. Right, and, and you got timeouts, and you got, and you have uh, plenty yeah. of time to go get a touchdown if you want to. Yeah, no, you're right, uh, and, but I just, uh, and I thought the response of the defense was so great, huge. I mean, and by the way, Mike McCarthy helped this team win the game too. 
What are you doing throwing on third and ten? What are you doing? Right. You can't. You can't. I mean, and, and throwing de- four verticals. They ran four verticals on third and ten. I mean, I mean what are you a, doing? What even a chance for a PI? It landed out of bounds, too, didn't it? Well, no. But I they're mean, throwing four verticals. There's nobody in the middle of the field. He doesn't throw anything short. They're, he doesn't run anything into the middle of the field. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible decision. I just don't understand. Force, force the Jaguars to use their last time out. They might not get the field goal range if you do that. Um, well, they this would. This right though. here, that right there, that play by Evan Ingram was my, maybe my favorite play of the whole game. I loved it because it's a pro move. This is a guy in the heat of the battle who understands situational football. And he understands, like, he has to will himself out. I mean, look at the contact. It's 10 yards. Yeah, he's at the numbers. The he, got, he got hit at the numbers, he's and in, that's amazing. No, JP, if you run it again, inside the numbers, first contact, inside the numbers. I mean, I mean watch this. Yeah, no, contact, it's outside. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, it is no, inside yeah. the numbers. It's inside the numbers. That's a, it's a heck of a play. And he drove and he had the a good, guy. And he had enough, by the way, he had another good game. That's I stacking mean, this, him. This is a big-time play. And is, that the most important play? is that the most important play yes, in the game? Yes. Because, and you could argue there's probably 10 others, Pete. I get, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying for a play that no one thought much of, like if you ask the average fan, tell me what the most impactful plays of that game. Very few are going to name that play. But if he doesn't get out of bounds there, they have to burn that timeout. They can't take the shot down the middle of the field. they right. got to work the sidelines. they got to go to the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that was a hell of a play by Trevor Lawrence too, floating to his oh. left and finding oh. him in the middle of the field. It went, like, uh, it went right through Wilson's hands, literally through his hands to get when to Zay. When you throw it 100 miles an hour, you can do that. It's amazing. I mean, that's that's an amazing throw right there and sets him up at point blank range. And, by the way, if they didn't call timeout, he misses the field goal. Uh, I think it snuck in. Did it? Barely, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it was he missed it. Yeah. He yeah, he just hit it. it but I mean, well. that's that's a big boy. That's a big time decision and throw right there because he, ha- he there's nothing he could have done. He can't run. He's not getting any yardage on that play. So he made the smart move, the smart play. Uh, look, when a quarterback fumbles and then gets the ball back and goes down and gets the game tying field goal, that speaks volumes about the quarterback. It really does. It, I mean, it tells you that he. And I didn't like like you know what's another one of the big play there, Tony. When he was in the grasp and he dumped it off to Hasty and Hasty got out of bounds. That was another big play on Huge. the other side. Huge. I mean, so, I mean it's a, you know, Pete, you're sitting there watching that game yesterday. And it was such good complimentary football because the defense has all kinds of issues. I mean, let's not – I mean, they gave him 34 points. And they have issues. But they got stops when they had to. And they got the, and they got the walk-off pick six, which was great. I'm so happy for those guys. And Rayshon Jenkins was the player of the game yesterday. He was Correct. dominant. But what I love about where we sit today as an organization, and I don't think I've ever felt this way since I played. When you roll out there and you roll the field, ball out on the field, you're walking out with the dude on your side. You got the dude. You got the man. You got the franchise quarterback, and you're in every game. Like, you know what? Let's go play anybody. Because I don't think you can stop us. Now you're gonna have games. You're gonna have games when you get stopped and you play bad, and he'll have bad games in his career. Every player does. But nine out of ten times, that dude, 
it's going to be Weber. And, and by the way, you know, you talk about going back to when you played. They still never had a quarterback who was generational for 10 years or more. You know what I mean? They haven't had that guy. Oh, he's yeah. – because Mark – what did Mark play? He played uh, seven? He played, he played 19, but he played seven for the Jags. Yeah. But you, but you could argue that you could argue they might have been a little premature in their uh, selection of quarterback and letting him leave. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> but <sighs> but but yeah, but but the point is is yeah. they haven't had that guy that they drafted and said he never. They've never had that drafted no, and he's no. their guy. And they have and, it now. No, and and Trevor Lawrence if he goes on the if he, he continues on the trajectory that he's on He'll be the greatest quarterback to ever play this organization. Yes. By the way, I was reading something. There's this, and I wanted to look back just to see what I said. In the preseason, it it got a lot of people's attention when I said he would throw for four thousand yard, over four thousand yards, and thirty two touchdown passes. He could do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he ends up. At, I'm projecting. I think he ends up at. Um, Probably forty-two hundred yards and thirty touchdowns, eight picks. Pretty darn close. My prediction. Yep. My and, yeah. And I, look, he is outstanding. He's outstanding. But what I didn't understand is last week he started talking about receipts on people. Who who is he talking about? I don't know. Let All him right. go. Roll with it. Make it up. I don't care if it helps you. I'm a, I'm a believer as a player. If you have to make up a chip on your shoulder, if you have to make up someone against you. Whatever it takes to get you motivated. Well, because me and you were on this show firmly behind him the entire year, no matter what he was doing. JP might have been a little hard. Maybe no, he's talking about JP. No, no, I'm kidding, no, 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 no. We had callers no. on the other hand, but callers, not callers yeah. and people and fans in town were were harsh. First of all, Pete, you and I have been consistent from day one. Yep. Even when he was playing, even after the Denver game, yep, where he played awful. I never question on this show or on any other show Neither did I. that he was not the franchise quarterback. Nope. Neither did I. Now, you it was ugly it. at times. It yeah, but you could just pretty, see it. But he just knew. The dude's like a – the guy's stud. And by the way, Doug Peterson calling plays outstanding what he designs. Outstanding. But in typical Prisco fashion <laughs> – I have to highlight one that I really didn't like, and let's see if Tony can <laughs> guess it. <laughs> see if you can guess it. Let me think back through the plays. Which one did you not like? JP will guess it, I think. I'm trying to think. There's, there's nothing. It's got to be some short yardage thing that he hated around the goal line or something. You're in the. It's like short yardage, no, but around the goal line, yeah. You're in the ballpark. Oh, oh the, was it the oh, direct snap? It's, it's was the, it the, uh, uh, it's the direct snap, the yeah. Wildcat? Beat. You have a franchise quarterback who's on fire with a cannon, and you line him up out wide and run option with Travis Etienne. What are you doing? Yeah. Okay, I'm watching the game, and as soon as I saw it, I said to everybody, I go, here's where he gets the Philly special thinking in his mind again. Just play football. You don't need for that. He is one of the best play callers in the NFL. He's great at what he does. With somebody needs to rein him in once in a while on stuff like that. Why would you do that? You can't, JP. I see you going like this. You can't defend that call. There's no defense of it until it works. But you know what else? They optioned. 
Micah Parsons. And no matter what they did, he was going to make the play. Yeah, he's a good player now. He's really good. good player. That's a special a good player. player. Hey, Pete, let me ask you a question. But after the Jags went out, and they're 9 and 8. <laughs> you blocking that too? A- Straight through? And they, and they win the AFC South. They've already double locked the playoffs. That's good enough for tonight. And, they, and they're 9 and 8. They win the AFC South. Doesn't Doug have to get some Coach of the Year nomination? I mean, some votes? Yeah, but I think Sirianni's going to run away with it, though. I get that, but what he's done, like, I'll say this. If everyone in the national media and all the voters knew what he inherited and how bad it was after Urban Meyer, he would win Coach of the Year, hands down. Yeah, I think it's between, I think it's Sirianni, if the Lions make the playoffs, he'll Campbell will be in the mix, and uh, Dable's done a hell of a job. The Giants are going to make the playoffs, so I think they're in it. And then, and then if he wins a division, I think Doug would be, get consideration. Look, I, I'm a big fan of what I've seen from Doug Peterson. Don't, don't, you know, I, I pick one player to play every game just because that's me. But he's outstanding, making it. You know how you always find a coach who makes it easy on his quarterback? He makes it easy on the quarterback. He makes it – he makes – he gets – they're in space. They play in space a lot of the time, and I think that makes it easy on them. All right, guys, let's, come, let's come back. Uh, defensive talk and Rayshon Jenkins' day. What a day it was for the Jags' safety. 18 tackles, two interceptions. And, of course, in the second hour coming up, your social media questions, and we'll keep it real as always. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. That is Ray Sean Jenkins breaking it down. And, of course, Doug Peterson in the locker room after the Jaguars win over the Cowboys yesterday. Welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour on a Monday. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Vaselli, 40-34 to 34 in overtime for the Jags and Ray Sean Jenkins. A big reason why. 18 tackles, two interceptions. One of those, of course, returned for a 52-yard touchdown, his first career pick six. 
And uh, boy, wow, what a game. Uh, first player, I think, in league history to have 18 tackles and two interceptions in a game. And uh, he came to play. Certainly, he's been playing pretty good football anyway, but this one takes the cake, guys. Well, he's dominant. I mean, there's no two ways about it. He was the best safety in football yesterday. I'm not saying he's the best. I'm not saying he is the best safety in football, but as far as performance and output and production, he was the best safety in football. He was one of the best <laughs> defensive players in football yesterday. Yeah. yeah, that's even better said, Pete. And I think Rayshon's played really well all year. Um, I hope he's a the guy they bring back. I think he's um, he's an emotional leader. He brings juice to the, the uh, to the defense. Um, I really, I really appreciate him. And he was just outstanding. He was all over the place. And the pick six was amazing. But I, I, what I love about him more than anything, he is unafraid to stick his nose in there in the run game. I mean, he will come up and make play after play after play. This this throw, I don't. What the heck was Dak Prescott doing on this play? I mean, I could have made that interception. Yeah, the Cowboys are an interesting team. Pete. I just don't get them. No, I don't. It, it, they're weird. It's a weird group because they're supposed to be so dominant on the defensive side of the ball, and they weren't on Sunday. At no, all. they got they got run through. Yeah, but let's let's focus on our defense. You know, listen, there's still plenty of issues. Tons. You gave up. You know, you couldn't stop the run in the first half. You couldn't stop anything in the first half. Um, you did get a key stop at the end of the first half, so they didn't go up twenty-eight-seven. That would have been a disaster. Um, but. You know, they made adjustments. They only gave up 13 points in the second half. They came out and played physical, and they got the walk-off touchdown uh, in in overtime. And I thought, you know, Trevor fumbles. You have to have a three and out. I know everyone, I know I was, nervous that they would be able to do it. And I think they got the loss of yardage on first down and, and, and set up to third and ten. And they got a little bit of help from a poor – you know, yeah, that, that's yeah. It was I mean, but also though the the pick six was a first down. The kid's got to catch the ball. It doesn't matter. He made the play, Pete. Well, no, I get it. He made the play, but it's still he's open. He gets a first down, and then they move. Yeah, on. but even if you look at it, there's, I, I'm not disagreeing with you that, Pete. I mean, they, you'd hope they make that play, but it was a contested throw. I mean, there's bodies flying around. It wasn't like it was just a clean. Well, he's trailing them. No, I disagree with you. He catches that. That's a first down. If you look at it from okay. the end zone, did you watch the tape today? Yeah. When you watch the end zone tape, he's clear. He's a, he's a, he's gotten away from Herndon on that play. That's fair. I mean, he should have caught it. I'm not saying that. There's plenty that we should have caught too, by the way. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, but it's a great reactionary play by Jenkins, and then Aluakon gets a great block on Dak Prescott. Yep. Heads up, good football. Um, but you know, regardless. Pete, of you know whether it should have been caught or not, you got the three and out at the end of the game when you had to force it to overtime. Huge. When all the momentum was on the Cowboys sideline, after getting the fumble, you know they know if they get one first down, it's over. If they get a first down, it's over. The game is done. And for that defense who had been much maligned and had not played great all day, except for in certain you know moments, they had some nice moments in the second half. You know, they, they got the three and out when they had to, and that was just huge. This was a good play by Smoot to, to get in the backfield right away. And then Jenkins made a play on the on the other one, didn't he, coming down in the yeah, backfield? Right yeah. I mean, look, the defense is what it is. There are a bunch of guys that give a lot of effort, but they lack a lot. 
in terms of, you know, again, you know, Key had this sack. What do you yeah. have, one and a half? Yeah, I was going to ask yeah, you about Josh, uh, Trayvon Josh Walker. Josh Allen had a sack. I thought, I thought Josh Allen was better yesterday. On I did, too. Rushes. I did, too. I thought he was I thought Arden, better. Arden Key was good rushing the passer. Boot was good. You know, I, I didn't feel like they lost a lot without Trayvon Walker out there, I guess, yesterday. No. Um, the run defense, like you said, they got blocked. The linebackers got blocked at times. Uh, Lloyd's head, when Muma came into the game, he got blocked a bunch, by the way. Uh, yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd seemed to be spinning again. Uh, he made a couple good plays. Like, he made that one sideline play where you can see him chase down Pollard, I think, on a sideline run. Well, he's, Pete, he's athletic, and he, he can move. He can go sideline to sideline. He's, he's, okay. he's okay in space in the running game. It just looks like he's slow to react at times when it's it's muddled up between the tackles. Yeah, and and again, you see Aluakon lining him up the whole game, and that that can't happen. So, um, I th- I think one of the bright spots on Sunday, you know, Jenkins was obvious, but I think the move of Darius Williams outside, he was he was really good in coverage on Sunday. If you go watch you watch the tape, so you know he was good in coverage. Now he's not inside on CD Lamb like uh, like Herndon was, but but. Still, he was good in coverage and look, he looked so much more comfortable out there than he did playing the nickel. Hey, Pete, what were the? Uh, I'm curious, what were the PFF grades for the defense? I mean, Jenkins had to be number one, but I was curious how Darius Williams graded out and how Josh Allen and Arden Key graded out. Hey, let me look. I'll tell you in a second. See okay? now, Pete, he's requesting Pro Football Focus grades all the time, which sudden. which I love, by the way. I, I love the fact he's that he's asking for him. Turn the corner. Well, I love curious. when he does it. Here we go. Ready? Highest rated defensive player was not Rashawn Jenkins. <laughs> what? It was, Sm- it was Smoot. Ah, okay. What did he grade out at? 86.3. They gave him really good grades across the run defense, pass rush. How is Rashawn Jenkins not? Rashawn didn't well, get a great grade as a, as a run defender, which is weird. He yeah. only got 63. I, I, I disagree with that. Yeah. Okay, Smoot, Darius Williams Smoot. was number two. They gave Williams eighty in coverage. He was the best coverage guy on. Yes. Yeah. Okay, the guys that they gave bad grades to. Herndon. Really bad in coverage. Muma, Devin Lloyd in coverage and and in tackling. Chase on. He only played fifteen snaps. Um, he didn't do anything. He didn't do no. much. Allen got a decent grade. Not great. Um, what were they doing when he got caught up in coverage in that zone over there? I mean, what the heck was that? Uh, that's not good. Three, three four. You get played that three four. Your outside backer get caught caught in that. What well, wasn't the one when they carry the when they carry he, the corners got to yeah, go yeah, with them yeah, and he gets you got to carry number two. What about? I thought Hamilton did some good things on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and they, they got a decent grade. You want the offensive grades, Tony? Sure. I'm curious to see what you think about the offensive line. Who was the best offensive lineman? Uh, Jawan played well. He's the best. You got that one right. Who was, I, number I two? Sha- I thought Shatley played well. They didn't. They had him pass protection forty four six. I thought Sheriff gave up some some plays. I didn't think Early. he was. Yeah, he was playing hurt too. Yeah, well, you're accountable when you're on the field. That's all I got. I'm to not say. saying I'm not making an excuse for him. I'm just stating a fact. Tony, they gave Walker Little the lowest pass blocking grade. They gave him twenty three point five. I didn't think he was that bad. I don't think he holds held his block long enough though. That's one. Yeah, thing. I, I, I would disagree with that. I don't think he was that bad either. And they gave the center. The center was graded out high, higher than 
Sheriff and higher than both guards and Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson did not get a great grade. Yeah, he was a little bit leaky at times. And his run blocking was a bad grade, 54.2. And So, uh, Jawan was the best on Sunday. I think the tape I, says uh, that. Yeah, I think so. And remember, uh, Cam Robinson likely done for the year. Doug Peterson said it's a, a knee issue, a meniscus issue, and so that's bad news for Cam Robinson, obviously, and for the Jags. But that's why you drafted that kid the second round. Go play. Well, yeah, exactly. And I'm glad it w- – hopefully it's not an a- – it sounds like it's not a ligament, an ACL or MCL. It's meni- no, it's a meniscus. That's what it's meniscus and So it just depends how bad the meniscus is because if it's a bad meniscus, that's a long process to heal. Um. If it's torn, and, right? if it's ripped all the way, it's a to- right. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, if it's completely torn off and you have a bare spot, it depends where the meniscus is torn. If it's off the kind of the femoral femoral head, that can cause some arthritis in there as well. So, the femoral head, I think that's a, yeah. Well, will he be back in time for their Super Bowl appearance? I don't know what the process <laughs> is. That's a good question. I bet you're locking that too. <laughs> I never had a true meniscus tear, so I don't know what that rehab's like. Hey, we got to come back in a moment. Uh, we'll go around the AFC South when we return. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150, loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jags. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans and PRI Productions. The Southeast full-service event company has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com and learn more. And if you're watching on Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, you're taking a look live outside at the Miller Electric Center. Under construction, it'll be open for business in, gosh, just a few months' time now. This summer, right before training camp. And I can't wait to get into that building. Of course, the uh, the Jaguar. Where are they going to put the Lombardi Trophy, I guess, is the question. In the lobby? Well, no, the bigger question is, where's your office going to be in there, JP? That's the bigger question. It's probably going to be right where I'm sitting right now, not in that one, I'm guessing. Why, they're not moving the, the whole thing over that way? No, no, no. Like, the, the business part of it, I believe, stays intact. So, that's uh, literally football... Uh, offices, I believe. So, yeah, it's good for the football. I mean, that's it's they're they're packed in here like sardines. So this will be a totally different uh, feel once they get over there across the the parking lot for sure. All right, um, let's uh, take a look around the AFC South, uh, shall we? And woo, the Colts. Oh my gosh, thirty three to nothing. They had the lead, and I turned it off. I got an alert that the Vikings had tied the game on a screen pass. I'm like, what is this got to be a mistake? And they lost it overtime. 39-36, the Vikings win it. Unreal. All, all the all the Colts uh, had to do is score one touchdown in the second half, and it's over. And they couldn't. They got nothing going, and then defensively, they had no answer for Kirk Cousins in the second half. I mean, I think the worst thing, they'd have been better off having like a making it like 7 nothing going into halftime because I think the Vikings just said, screw it, we're going wide open. <laughs> we're just going to throw it around the yard. 
Well, he, he threw for forty. He threw for forty three in the first half and ended up with four sixty. <laughs> That's my point. You know what I'm saying, Pete? I think he just they just opened it up. Plus, well, Jeff Saturday, you're up. You're up eight late in the game. Why don't you kick a field goal on fourth and one to make it eleven? Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I mean, you go up the eleven. The game's over. Right. It's stupid. Hmm. These, these coaches, punting and field goals are okay, guys. Somebody needs to tell them. It's okay to take them once in a while. But that's a bad loss. They were, by the way, they would still be alive if they won that game. Yep. They would be. Because um, of the tie. The Texans are most certainly not alive. They lost in overtime again yesterday to the Chiefs, 30-24. to The Chiefs are, uh, go ahead, and they're, they're clinched. They're in. They're, uh, they're rolling right now. Here's the thing about the Texans. The best thing that's happening to the Texans, they're getting younger. Some of the younger players are getting better, and they're playing tough. These two last two weeks, they played the Cowboys tough, should have won that game. Played the Chiefs tough, could have won that game, and they're still going to have the first overall pick. (laughs) I mean, it's good for them. Yeah, give Lovey Smith and that staff and all those players credit. That's hard to do when it's not. You know, it's over, and uh, they're playing their best football. You could argue. And they're going to have a big say in who wins the division because they play both the Titans this week and then they play, they play the Jaguars next week. And, you know, for us, you know, we got to take care of the Jets first. But going to Houston, we have not had success in that building. We've not had success against that team as of late. We haven't had success against any team, for that matter. We just broke a 20-game losing streak against NFC teams with the win against the Cowboys. Um, but give them credit. Now, Pete, the question with the Texans, is Lovey Smith going to be one and done? Do they go find another coach after this year, or are they going to let him try to rebuild it? What's the point of that? Every, are you going to change your coach every Tuesday? I mean, it's just stupid. I agree. I think I, I bring him back. I give Lovey credit what he's doing so far. I agree. They're playing hard. It's, they could have packed their bags and went home. They're playing hard. They're just not very talented. No. And then uh, send a Christmas card to Justin Herbert. With that big pass down the field to set up the game-winning field goal over the Titans, of course. And uh, that puts the Jaguars, as we look at the AFC South standings, in second place. One game back, but the Jaguars control their own destiny for the AFC South championship with three to go. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do power rankings, the, the Jags are the best team in the AFC South. They are number one. They might be two in the standings as of today. That will change. They're going to the playoffs. You heard it here first. It's done. It's double loss. Um, there's no. It's a no doubter at this point. And they're the best. They're the. They're the best team in the AFC South. They also, when you look back on the season, they should have a, essentially have a, at least a one game lead in the division. I mean, I, I go back to to, to um, Pete. I would yeah, argue right now, if they knew how to finish games um, during that spot, six game stretch. All right. I would say. That, they would be, what are they, six and eight? They'd be nine and five right now. Got to go. Second hour coming up. Jaguars happy hour on Jaguars radio. If you're positioning yourself for the postseason, you know, in some cases, having a late Thursday game, you get you get 10 days sort of rest after it, right? And, and you now you really start getting some guys healthy and back. And as long as you can make it through the Thursday you know, the Thursday game without losing another player or two. So, you know, um, <clears throat> you can look at it as a benefit, too, you know, to your team. And, and uh, 
you know, that's how I look at this one, you know, an opportunity to go on the road and play and, you know, and, and really with the emotional wins we've had these last couple of weeks, you don't have time to think. You just got, you just got to put everybody together and, and go play. And, and then, uh, you know, it's great for us because we got Christmas coming up after this and get a chance to spend time with, uh, you know, family uh, this weekend. That's the head coach, of course, this afternoon. The full press conference available on Jaguars.com from head coach Doug Peterson. Welcome back. It's the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday after a Jaguars victory over the Dallas Cowboys in overtime, 40-34 to the final. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli, and the Jags trailed by 17 late in the third quarter. They rallied to take the lead, lost the lead, and then had the ball in Titans territory, and Trevor Lawrence fumbled with 128 left. The Jags' defense got a three and out and had a timeout left after it. Lawrence and the offense got the ball back with 101 to play, and that one timeout, Evan Ingram somehow got to the sideline from inside the numbers to save the timeout after a review. A pass to Zay Jones through Donovan Wilson's hands set up the game-tying field goal. And then it was on to overtime where the Jaguars went three and out and then had the interception return for a touchdown from Rayshon Jenkins, his second pick of the day. Tennessee's loss to the Chargers put the Jags back in control of their destiny for the postseason. So they're down one game in the division race with three to play, including that head-to-head matchup in Week 18. It couldn't have gone better, I don't think, for the Jaguars. Everything is lined up now. Uh, Tony and Pete back with us to, uh, hey, Handle business now. It's a three-game season. Go uh, go win some games and win the division and get to the playoffs. Pretty easy. Well, it is. And, JP, as great as the last two weeks have been, I think what the message has to be to the players is, and the leaders in that locker room have to remind everyone, we got to do it again this Thursday. Because if we lose and the Titans win, we're right back to where we started, and that's two games back with two to go. And now – we don't control our own destiny because the Tennessee's right back in the driver's seat. So we're in the driver's seat right now, but the only way you're going to stay in the driver's seat, you go beat the Jets. And because you have to assume the Titans are going to beat the Texans. If the Titans beat the Texans and the Jacksonville loses to the Jets, and then the following week, the Titans lose to the Cowboys and Jacksonville beats the Texans. Then you're right back into the driver's seat. Right. So for that, it's, but still, this is a big game for this reason. That game went to a large national audience on Sunday because the, the number one Fox crew did it, and it was it was a marquee game with the Cowboys. This game's going to everybody. There are a lot of people who haven't seen this team play at all. And, and so I think it's a moment those guys can go show people how, how good and how where they're going, particularly you know, young players. They can do that. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, everybody knows oh, he's been yeah. on fire, but go show him. You know, go. Zay Jones has been outstanding, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, outside, you know, again. Outside of Detroit. Outside of Detroit. Can I say something about that real quick about Zay, Pete? Yeah. I really appreciate Zay. He's one of my favorite players on the team. Um, and I like I, I really like this team. I think they're a close knit group. They play for each other. It's a fun team to root for. But Zay Jones was hurt had a significant injury pec injury in that Detroit game and if you go back and watch the tape you can see he doesn't lift both arms he goes with one at a time and he never made an excuse 
He played hurt. He fought through it. Maybe he shouldn't have. But I'll, I like guys who err on. I'm going to go out there and make it happen. I'm going to fight through the injury. He had a bad game. He never made an excuse. He never told anyone it was an injury. I was hurt or that. He just sucked it up. He owned it. And he fought through it. I love that. Because that's what pros do. You're going to have bad moments. And sometimes you play hurt. And you don't perform up to the standards you want to. That can happen. But if, but if you step on the field, you're accountable for your play. And I like that Zay Jones is, is an accountable dude. Like, I appreciate that about him. You know, in the offseason, everybody killed the team for paying the money they did to those two receivers. Everybody did. They're laughing about it now because they've actually got good bang for their buck from those two guys. Read, read those numbers to me, JP, if you can. Give me the numbers on the two of them. Yeah, Look at so, those. I mean, this is uh, for the season. The uh, they're, they're both really close, if not past career highs already. So, Zay Jones has a career best in targets, receptions, and yards already this season. 74 catches, 764 yards, and five touchdowns. Three of those came yesterday. Christian Kirk has the most targets he's ever had and touchdowns so far. And he's uh, not that far away from uh, career bests in catches and yardage. He should catch those in the next uh, game or so, really. And then Evan Ingram's not far away, uh, a game or two out from career bests as well to go with those guys. So three guys you added this year are, are paying dividends for sure. What well, are they? Okay, let's their, just. Yeah, oh, sorry, Tony, but look at they end up yeah. with. Say Kirk ends up with what? 90? Well, I think. So I was going to do that, Pete. I think Kirk ends up with 90 and. 1150, yeah, yeah, 11, 1150. I think, uh, I think Zay Jones ends up with 80 and just over, just under a thousand, maybe. He'll have more right than eight. He's going to have more than six catches. The rest I, of I'm sorry. He'll end up with, uh, he'll end up with 92 and right at about a thousand. Right. And Evan Ingram's going to end up with 75 and 800. Yeah, probably 750. Yeah. Pretty good. That's really good. So you're going to have three players with 75 catches. And when they were signed, all three of them were frowned upon. All three of yeah. them. Yeah, that's right. I mean, too much money for Kirk, way too much money for Kirk, too much money for Zay Jones. And what are they doing with Evan Ingram? He's, he's been a failure. I mean, all three of them were frowned upon. And if I were them, I would make sure Evan Ingram's back next year. I would the way, they, the way they play football, I would make sure he's back. I would too, Pete. I'm with you. I said it. Uh, Jeff and I were talking about it in the booth. Um, not on on the air, but just talking in the booth before the uh, at halftime, I think it was, or sometime during the game. I agree with you. I'd bring Evan Ingram back. I think he's a good, really good player. Um, I think he's gotten better throughout the year. I think another year in the offense. I mean, he could be a thousand yard tight end. I mean, he has that capability. I'm not saying he's going to be, but he has that type of pass catching ability, and he's becoming a better blocker. And oh yeah, he had a go- great block on Van Der Esch on that one run, and he blocked. Yep. And he had a couple inside blocks when he pulled. You know, he ran the wham block on yeah. guys. He blocked them. And because he, he's he's a willing uh, blocker. He's not yeah. a big man, so he's not going to dominate in the run game. But he's a willing blocker, and that's all you need out of that position. Yeah, I, I think if you look, what has he had the last two? If you average this out the last two weeks, he's, that's a hundred yards a game, isn't it? More over yeah. hundred yards a game. Two, he has two hundred and thirty yards the last two games. I think. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Um, and again, 
I think he, he has to come back. You have to find a way to keep him because he's a the way they play. You know, some teams it wouldn't matter. I don't think it – you know, the way they play, he fits. He fits with what they do. 224 yeah. yards the last two weeks. Yeah. How about that. And what is it? And how many catches is it? 17? 19, 19 catches on 25 targets. <laughs> that's That's big-time production from a tight end. It really is. So uh, they have been well worth the money spent in the offseason and free agency. Well, I'll say that, yeah, and one more thing along those lines. I mean, kind of bouncing around here a little bit, but Pete, you brought up asking about, you know, the Titans win, if we win, we they lose, we lose, kind of what happens. Here's all you need to know. As we sit right here, both teams control their own destiny. And right. that is really good for the NFL. It's exciting. I mean, my point is it's, exciting i mean that's what that's why this league is so great and the reality is the way this thing is kind of playing out i might have missed i might have been a little early on my production there you go there's a there's a there's sunday night no there's something that could ruin that though what's that his name's tom brady no no that could be i think they'll they'll have sewed it up by then so that's going to be an issue all they got to do is beat is beat Atlanta and Carolina, and they're in. So that that one might. Here's the one. Baltimore and Cincy could be playing for the division title. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to be. Um, maybe, yeah. Well, that Cincy was, plays was, at New England this week. They play Buffalo next week, and then they play Baltimore. Baltimore's not. Baltimore plays Atlanta. They're not losing. Baltimore plays. Who do they play next? They have. I think they have. Baltimore has issues at quarterback, Pete. They might lose to Atlanta. Lamar Lamar Jackson might be back though. He might. It's going to be the same. That's the question. Uh, they got Atlanta, then they I'll got Pittsburgh, this. and then they're I'll at Cincinnati. The, team, uh, the best team in the AFC right now is is the Cincinnati Bengals. I would agree with you, but they're they, God. They lo- they lost Hendrickson, and now Hubbard's out for like about three weeks. How long is Henderson now? Henderson, a couple now. weeks, I think. Yeah, that's big. That that's big. Yeah. You're right. But boy, they can score. They can score. They're going to be tough. They're going to. They're it, look. You look at all the teams. The, Al, Josh Allen, if they have to score, they can go score. Joe Burrow, if they have to score, they can go score. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, if you have to score, you can go score. You'd like the Jaguars. Think, Jaguars. And Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is in that. Trevor Lawrence is in that conversation. If they have to go score, they go score. I mean that that's where you're at right now. Give me off the cuff, top of the, your head. Give me the quarterback power rankings in the NFL right now. Well, you got to put Jalen Hurts in that conversation, by the way. Great. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. Not, I, okay. In no order. In no order. Let's give him. Okay. I, I, want, I want order. Okay. Mahomes is still one. Okay. Allen is two. Okay. The way Hurts is playing, you got to. The way they play with him, he's got to be the third right now. He's got to be in that conversation. I mean, you wouldn't draft him for. You wouldn't draft him ahead of Herbert, but at least I wouldn't. But he's in it. I disagree. Keep going. Um. Who am I leaving out? Herbert. That's four. Um, boy, where do you put Kirk Cousins in that conversation? I'm asking you. Yeah, I I mean, he's in that six, seven, eight range. Okay, but you're at four. Who's five? Well, Herbert or Hertz I had, didn't no, I? No, you, know, you went. You went. Mahomes, Mahomes Allen, Allen, Burrow. Herbert. Hertz. Herbert, Hertz. Right, Hurts, all those five. And by the way, Hurts might not play this week, I just saw. He's dinged. Yeah, yeah. he's got a shoulder injury. Six. Six. 
Yeah. I mean, you start getting in the, into Cousins. Um, Lawrence. Trevor, yeah. <laughs> Tua. Mm, Tua. I mean, that group together in there, right? The way they're playing. So I, I, I would put, I'd put Trevor Stick right now. Better than let's go out west. He's better than Geno. He's better than the Broncos. He's better. Is he better than Derek Carr? Yes. Yes. Okay. All day long. Okay. The Rams. Stafford's not playing, yes. so he's ahead of There's anybody that's playing. Yeah. Forty uh, ers Yes, and um, Cardinals. Yes, because he's not playing either, and he's better than him anyways. Okay. He, even if he was playing, he's right. Dak. Better. Better already. Yes. Okay. Uh, Daniel Jones, yes. Yeah. Washington, yes. Brady, is he better than Brady? Yep. <laughs> that was quick. That was quick. Yep. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence in the postseason or Tom Brady? Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I look, you would take him over him right now for sure because the way he's playing, he's playing better. And he's playing B, better. And B, he's a lot younger. So, yeah, I get it. You would take Aaron him Rock- six. Aaron Rodgers, he's playing better. He's playing better okay. than Aaron Rodgers. Lawrence, yep, six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's six, but he's in the seven, eight, nine. He's six in my book. Well, I mean, two has had a great year too, and you just discount that. Okay, let me ask you a question, Pete. Let me ask you a very simple question. You're picking a quarterback for the. I'm rest taking of Trevor the Lawrence. I'm taking Thank Trevor you. Lawrence. Then stop. Stop with the two. But you're talking stuff. about who's stop. playing well now. Okay. Uh, no. Then you're going to take – we're not talking about – you're talking about right now. Is he playing better right than now. him right now? Yes, I'll take him over to him right now. Okay. Would you take him Would over you? Matt Stafford? Would Matt Stafford's right healthy? Yes. Would Matt Stafford's healthy? Yes, right now. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's in the conversation six, seven, eight, nine in there. Kirk Cousins me, is playing really well. I mean, to me, the top three quarterbacks in this league – you can ar- or argue the order is Holmes, Burrow, Allen. Yes, I would agree with you. And then Herbert. <laughs> Although, by the him. way, he was not very good on Sunday against the Titans. Herbert. Oh, you love him, though. I'm not – I like Herbert a lot, but I'm not far off from putting Trevor ahead of Herbert. <laughs> You're just moving right up the rankings. I mean, what? Let me tell you this. After this year – when the Chargers do the Charger thing and don't make the playoffs, and the Jags are hosting a playoff game, and Trevor goes wins the playoff game, something Herbert's never done, then tell me who you're picking. Look at the Chargers schedule the rest of the way and tell me they're not making the playoffs. By the way, it might be Trevor against Herbert in the first round. Yeah, and we've already beat him once, and we're going to beat him again. Would you rather play Herbert or Lamar Jackson in the postseason? Here is the Chargers' <laughs> schedule. They're at the Colts. They're home against the Rams. They're at the Broncos. Ugh. <laughs> Which game are they losing? My God, They're going to lose the Broncos. No, they're not. I don't know about that. That defense is good, Pete. <laughs> they're terrible back. on offense, though. Yeah, but with no Russell Wilson, they're better. Look at all the points they scored this week. Yeah, well, he's coming back this week. Let's let's take a time out. We're going to keep it real when we come back uh, in a little bit. We'll get to your social media questions as well. And we are on 1010XLAM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media today, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vice Star Credit Union. Do good, bank better. 
This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. I don't view the mistakes the same way others may. Um, I judge a man by how he comes to work every day and the things that he's able to do for his team, whether he's batting through injury, whether he's going through something at home, whether he had a poor game last game, or whether he was written off last year. That's kind of how I view who a man is, and Trevor Lawrence has proved to me, if not anyone, that he's here and he's here to stay. That's Zay Jones, Jaguars wide receiver with three touchdown catches yesterday, discussing the quarterback, of course. That was earlier today. The full press conference available on Jaguars.com and Jags social media. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. It's time for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And, uh, hey, uh, Tony, it's almost your time of year to give these things out as gifts. So we're, we're waiting on our so, bottle uh, from you. Thank you. I'm still waiting. I had dinner with the, I won't say who it was, but a huge Jaguar friend, a fan friend of mine, and he's from out of town. And my be, the best is like, hey, have you ever got that, Monda- that Mondavi wine? <laughs> I said, no, we're still waiting. It, so made me ch- it made me chuckle. In other words, he was looking for the gift that you never gave him. Right. Is that yeah. basically what he was and saying? I, I, yeah, I basically said that's why you've never gotten a gift from me because I've gotten <laughs> my gift. Um, by the way, before you get to the keeping it real, yes, Zay Jones got a little philosophical there, didn't he? He can get well, that way, it, and about, he's a well, deep thinker. About Zay. He's a he's a deep thinker. He really, and I'm not saying that jokingly. He is a deep thinker. He's very smart. Um, he, he's and he's he, he th- I mean he's 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 a high EQ Pete. like he's a, like he he gets it and he th- I mean he's a he's a deep thinker and I I mean I've known Zay Jones since he was a little tyke because I've known his dad Robert and uh, and we, I used to see him a couple I used to see Robert a couple times a year actually I was in, when I was with the Texans I was in Austin for a little bit so I knew Zay growing up. And um, and then didn't see him for years, you know, after I came back to Jacksonville. But, you know, his dad, I don't know if you know Robert Jones. And, yeah, he played linebacker for the Cowboys, yeah, right? Yeah, just a hard-nosed, really good football player would hit you in the mouth and really good dude. And he's a, he's a thoughtful person himself. And he comes from a good family. And uh, Zay, Zay Jones is a deep thinker. I mean, he's a good dude, and he's one of my favorite guys in the you know what's great? Every week on this show now we have somebody like you knew the father or your wife knew the the wife or the kids oh, playing yeah, now. Yeah. It's amazing how old you are. I'm getting old, Pete. I'm getting old. <laughs> Love I'm getting it. Old. But you know, Pete, you said it. You said it about in the off season. And listen, I I I'll be honest with you. You know, they let Shark go, and um, which is the right move. And I'm not saying they should have kept them. And they spent a ton of money. On Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram was a proven deal, one-year deal. So I, I always loved, I loved the Evan Ingram deal from day one because it's a low-risk, high-reward. Loved it, and it's paying off. Um, I was probably partial to the Zay Jones just because I, you know, who he was, and you know, he didn't have a ton of production in in Las Vegas. 
for Buffalo. He was kind of that third, sometimes fourth receiver. Um, and the Kirk one, I don't, you know, because I don't watch a ton of Cardinals games. I've seen him a little bit. I was worried that we had overpaid. But at the same time, not in a frantic, lose your mind, because as you and I talk about all the time, Pete, you always overpay in free agency. Looking back now, and we'll do a post, we'll do a postseason review, I'm sure. We can kind of break down how everyone did. But looking right now at those three guys, offensive free agents, they nailed it. They're getting their money, they're getting their money's worth. No doubt. And in free agency, even if you have to overplay, you could still argue, well, is Chris is is Christian Kirk a dominant number one? No. I don't think he's a dominant go-to number one. He's not. Um, he's not Jefferson or no, Jamar Chase no. or any of those guys. But or for AJ, this, he's not AJ Brown, big no. physical. But what he is, he's a damn good receiver. He can play outside. He can play slot. He's a pro. He is reliable. He knows how to get open. He can run the entire route tree. He has better speed than you think. I mean, he's a good player. And they are getting their money's worth out of Zay, out of Christian Kirk. Zay Jones are getting more than their money's worth. They're getting a deal on Zay Jones right now with this production. And I think they found the tight end, at least a move tight end for the future, that they should sign back into Evan Ingram, in my opinion. And I was I can actually sit here and say I was one of the few guys who actually defended the Kirk signing in the national media. Pete, I, I, you know what, Pete? You were. You, I mean, I was probably on the fence. When they did it, I knew they had to go get a receiver because they needed talent for Trevor. I was on the fence, you know, of did they pay too much? Could they have gone, the, you know, the kind of Juju Smith-Schuster, Scantling path and down that path? Let me tell you what. Give Doug, give Trent credit. They hit it right. They did a good job. I mean, hey, you and I are critical when we think they, they didn't pick it right. And, you know, I think we're fair. And Trent Baalke and his scouting, his pro scouts, and Doug Peterson and his coaching staff got it right with those three free agents. Absolutely. No doubt. No question about no it. you got to give him credit for that. you got to give him a ton of credit. There you have it. That was Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients Award-winning wine by Robert <laughs> Mondavi. Hey, 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 JP, can I ask you what the real Keep It Real yeah. question was? Yeah. I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't that. I can't remember. We went off on a tangent. We went off on a tangent. Hey, tangent. What hmm. was what was it actually? Sometimes you just got to ride the wave, right? So uh, <laughs> I, I did that. Um, the the real question was going to be where does the quarterback rank in the NFL? But we covered that we last did that. last we tangent. Did that. Yeah. yeah. So we just kind of fell hey, into another one couple there. more weeks. Baselli's going to have him number one in the NFL. Yeah, right. Well, we got we got thirty minutes <laughs> left. Maybe before the show's hey, over. Pete, going into next year. I believe it'll be Trevor Lawrence will be argued as one of the top five best quarterbacks in this league. And if it's not at the beginning of the year, by the midway point next year, he will be argued as one of the best five I'm quarterbacks. Gonna, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. I like that. I'm not going to disagree with you. I like that. Let's come back and get into the social media questions. Everybody's pretty happy today after a Jaguars overtime victory over the Dallas Cowboys, 40-34, to the final. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday after a Jaguars victory over the Dallas Cowboys. The Jaguars control their destiny to the playoffs with three games to go. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco. And time now for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. Shop today and rep your Jags gear on game day and every day. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. Well, we put out the cat signal earlier today on Twitter. Here's the best we've come up with. Uh, at PSA Boralt, uh, in a game that had a ton of key plays, what was the most important play of the game? What do you think? I already answered it. That's not. It wasn't the most important play of the game. Yes, it is. The most important play of the game was Rayshon Jenkins getting a pick six to win it. That's the most nope. important play of the game. Nope. Getting out of bounds. They never get there without it. Or how about the three and out? How about the third down overthrow incompletion? How about, to... how about Mike McCarthy calling a, a, a go route for uh, four seam routes on third and ten? How about that? The lead in a minute thirty. By the way, Mike McCarthy game. doesn't call the plays. Kellen Moore does. Mm. He should overrule them. He should have overruled. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible call. Telling but no, the most important that. play there was a, in a game. There's always ten to twelve of them that you could point to. Right, because one leads to the that. next, Evan, leads I'm to the next. Evan, they build up. Right. I'm going with Evan Ingram getting out, uh, getting out of bounds. Well, if they hadn't scored on third down in, on the Zay Jones play that Cam Robinson got hurt, it would have been <laughs> this direct snap to DTN. See, <laughs> stop it, Pete. Stop Great. it. Way to go, Pete. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's got to bring those up every week. One of these days they're going to score on that, and he's going to spike the ball in your face. Okay. That's what's going to happen. In all the plays that I've had problems with, have they done anything on them? And the ones I've had problems with. Yeah, they yeah, scored a two-point conversion. Two, what are you uh, talking two about? Two-point conversion. You to, get, to get within two scores in a three-score game, man. Come on, Pete. Which two-point conversion? The one Which that was on 21. In Detroit. Yeah, right. Detroit. Oh yeah, they wasted a play. They wasted a trick they play. Scored. They wasted a trick play. They got within two scores. It didn't matter. What are you talking? They about? might need that Thursday night against the Jets. Well, they use wasted it again. It. Use it again. Just, just ignore him, JP. Ignore him. <laughs> you know him because right. you know I'm right. That's why. So stupid. you know I'm right. All right. Uh, next question. This is at Jacob Reinhardt too. What's Trevor Lawrence's biggest improvement this year so far? I think he's getting more and more comfortable in the in the offense and better command of the offense. So that's making him more comfortable in the in the pocket and and throughout the kind of the course of the play, which is making him more accurate. I think you know early he was pressing and he's trying to figure out you know still learning and not that he's not learning now, but his his accuracy has improved throughout the year. Yeah, and he, he's not making his decision. You know, he's not locking on to his decision. He's getting off of guys. Now, we said it last week, the throw to Zay Jones, that was an amazing throw. He had Kirk, on the, which would have been a touchdown on that crosser right there. Yesterday, when he threw the interception, he predetermined where he was going with that. He had Ingram wide open in the middle of the field. On the crosser, yeah. Yeah. Ingram so wide open. The, that's the next – as great as he's been, and I think he's going to be great. He's been The last five games, he's been great. As great as he's been, there's still room for improvement. He's just scratching what he's going to be. Yep, I agree. 
Next question. Social media abuzz today after the win. This is at Leland Merritt. Has Pete started collecting his notes for From Jags to Riches 2, Trevor Boogaloo? Because the book deal is coming this February. No, I don't cover the team anymore. And plus, I don't want to spend all that time with John Osher like I used to. <laughs> no, I love John Osher. He's one of my favorite guys. But no, I don't cover the team anymore. I'm not there day to day. I can't get the stories the way um, we used to get them inside the team. So that would be up to somebody else to write that book. I, I don't think anyone gets the stories like they used to, Pete. No, it's, it's different. It's, it's a different, it, in, a different time. Different league. Much do, different. Do you still have copies of that, Pete? Just turn around and look. Hey, there's one right there. Look at that. Nice. I mean, there's in the inside the jacket. There's a picture of me. It looks like it's about sixty years ago. <laughs> and John Osher, what is that with the bouffant hairdo he had back in the day? Was that with a ponytail for John, or was that post? No, that was the ponytail. Was when Coughlin used to go nuts for the ponytail. That was something that was he did not best. like. I, I love the ponytail. But I actually had hair in that picture. Hair. Yeah. I, I have no idea what that is, but I had hair. Unbelievable. I'm sitting here looking at the uh, the book on uh, Amazon. Like, let's see how much, how much it's going it for. Thirty five. You could probably get it for a dollar. Thirty five dollars. Thirty five. Where's that money going? I don't know. I don't think it's not going to you, huh? The, the royalty <laughs> check. Well, you, you know what happened? That book was that book was put out by a really good St. Martin's Press. Was a big publishing house, but they were so delayed getting the book out. By the time the book came out, the next season had started. Nobody cares about the past season. Yep. Right. Got a strike while the iron is hot. Let's move along. Next question. Social media. At Captronic for Tony, what can you share about specific O-line play that you saw that contributed to the quarterback wide receiver connections? Name names, they're asking. I mean, I think overall the protection was good. That's a great pass rush. And they got a, they got an all-pro pass rusher, Micah Parsons, and um, – the, uh, Lawrence on the other side is a really good player. I mean, that, that's and Armstrong good, got hurt, and Armstrong got hurt in the game, and that he's a good pass rusher. And to I give mean, up, but they did sack, it. Yeah, there was one, protection there. Yeah, they gave up one sack. I think four hits. There was more pressures, probably you know, handful of pressures. Yeah, like Parsons yeah. had about seven. I think he was credited with eight or nine pressures. He had some pressures, yeah. and the sack he got, he got on Sheriff when he looped inside on him that's and beat right. him inside. Yep, but I thought they did overall against that unit. I thought there was a good plan, um, good job by the coaches helping on the chips and, and formations to take some of the steam off. Uh, they ran the ball effective enough with Travis Etienne. And so I thought overall it was a great team effort, and the offense line did a good job of giving Trevor time to deal. And especially with all the changes at the end there, too, with um, injuries and guys coming and going at tackle. That was that was clutch down the stretch. So uh, I, I want to ask you this. So Juwan Taylor's fine to play on Thursday. Is that the feeling? Yes. Because yeah, I know he'll back in the game, but they think he'll be able to play. That's what Doug said I, today. Yep. JP, correct me if, I, if I'm wrong here, but I, I think Doug Peterson said in his press conference that Juwan Taylor will play. He's clear to play. Yep. Okay, so he'll play. He'll play right tackle. Little play left tackle. And what do you say about Fotokasi? Is he cleared to play too? He said the rest of those guys are good. Yeah. Okay, so, so the only one gone is is Cam Robinson. I mean, that's that's that's. A, I mean, you hate to see him go down, but you can. I think you can handle that one. So there you go. I, uh, I agree. A couple more questions on social today. This is at Doofus Maglory. Uh, what is an area that the Jags offense can exploit against a really good Jets defense? Aggression. 
They're very aggressive. Well, I'll defer to Pete because I haven't watched enough tape. They're before. very aggressive. You can get them flowing one way and get back the other way. Just like I said, the Lions had a fourth and inches. C.J. Mosley, who's a very aggressive linebacker, came running across the field, and they stuck the tight end out wide open for a big play. I think you can use that against the Jets. They're athletic. They can run. Uh, they're a little undisciplined at times, and so I think you can use that against them as well. And I, that's why I think it's a really good matchup for Jacksonville because Doug is great at exploiting the aggressiveness and the ability to go use the entire field, the width of the field, against the defense. So I think they'll be able to get some plays on them. I like that. Yes, uh, aggressive Doug. It's uh, you know, Pete. Not a huge fan of some of that. Sometimes. No, I no, I, I love his aggressiveness. I, mean, no, I just see, think in some situations he gets caught bit. up and looking for the next Philly Tony, special. He's backpedaling a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm not. You Did are. you? Don't you like that? He gets caught up. I go. This isn't the time for the Philly special. Play football. One more question. Social media. <laughs> this is from <laughs> at Arch with Tal. First off, just want to acknowledge that I, for one, noticed JP Shadrick went from bat signal to cat signal this year. Props. Secondly, what are your thoughts on Peterson getting coach of the year? Thank you, by the way. Well, you know, we talked about it earlier. Um, I don't think he'll win it, but I think he'll get votes if they end up winning the division. I'm with Pete. I think Nick, I, I think Nick Sirianni is going to win it based on what the Eagles are doing right now, especially if they continue out. Um, they'll be the number one seed. They're going to have home field advantage. They're going to have, you know, two to, you know, probably only two losses, maybe three, depending on the Hurts injury um, and how they rest guys at the end of the season. Um, but I think probably Nick Sirianni, I think Dan Campbell's a, a candidate as well if they keep on playing the way they are. Dable. Um, right, Dable. Dable in, in New York has done a great job. But I think, I think Doug Peterson is right up there. But you're not going to get – here's why you're not going to get votes, Tony, because unlike – the they changed the MVP voting this year. In that you give it the tiered votes, one, two, three, four, five. Remember, you used to just give an MVP vote, so somebody would get unanimous or 47. Now they're doing it that way. But the other ones, they haven't changed. At least they haven't said they're changing it because I'm one of the voters. They haven't said they're changing it. So if you're going to vote, you got to vote oh, for one guy. One, one yeah. guy. So Sirianni will get, I think he'll, be in, he'll win. Right now, he would win unanimously, I think. And I, and I think the other thing that hurts if, you know, during that six game stretch where they won, you know, one and five. If they go three and three there, or four and two, and win some of those close games, and they're sitting right now at nine and five, instead of you know six and eight, right? Um, I think that will, then he would be like right there with Nick Sirianni. Yeah, because then they could end, they could end up you know twelve and whatever, and and yes, yeah. they would be in the conversation. I agree, but as it is right now, I think Sirianni's going to win it. But if I had a vote, if I had a vote, I'd be voting for Doug Peterson. Hey, Pete, I'm cu- I'm curious. I, you know, this what? is not a knock. I'm just curious. Like you said, that that vote is you get one vote, and it's usually is it usually always unanimous? Like no, or, no, it's no. not. Okay. No, it's not. Like MVP, no, but, a lot but, of times was though, right? Close. A lot of times you okay. see a guy get forty eight, forty seven. You know, um, I mean, like right now, who would be the MVP of the league right now? Jalen Hurts, probably. Right. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard not to argue with Jalen Hurts. I might, I might choose uh, Travis, uh, Travis Kelsey. I mean, Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles. So oh, stop be, it. He might stop be my it. MVP. But I mean, you could make a case for Mahomes. You could make a case for Allen. I mean, Josh Allen, what he did the other night, he carried that team on his back. Yeah, yeah but Josh Allen's had a couple stinkers too. 
Yeah, Hertz hasn't had any real sting, although he wasn't great yesterday. Um, I think if I had to vote right now, I'd vote for I'd vote for Hertz. I'll tell you another because I hate it. It really becomes the quarterback. What's who's the best quarterback of the league? It really is what's translated into the MVP, which is unfortunate. Um, I could argue Tyreek Ty Hill should get some votes as MVP. I would I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I mean, yeah. some people could say Justin Jefferson too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No running backs though this year. No. Nope. Uh, there you have it. Fanatics fan questions are in. Thank you for the submissions. They were hot and heavy today, and are they're still too nice in. though when they win. They're too nice. The questions are too nice. What would you rather? It, what would you rather it be, Pete? No, no, it's different. It's but it's it's they're they're definitely Pete, too nice. Pete likes it when it gets a little salty. I like saltiness. I do uh, like salty because you know because you know why Pete loves that JP because he knows I will react and will get upset and go after. Like when you something. used to hang up on callers and get mad. I never, I never JP, hung up. Yeah, JP, you kind of did. Yep. Yes, you did. No. Yes, you did. People in the town when I lived there, people in town were talking about that a lot. They come up to that, me. They go, "Boy, that, Tony's so mean to people." Yeah, that's that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe he's mellowed out right. since he got the jacket. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. No, fake news. Fake <laughs> news. He's part of the media, JP. Fake news. You're know. part of the media too. I'm local media. We don't do things. I will say this. Understatement of the year, Pete Prisco likes it when it's salty. I mean, that's, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we get it. Uh, We're back in a moment. We'll go around the NFL. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Welcome back. Coming down the home stretch of Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday after a Jaguars win. Three of the last four the Jags have won. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, and Tony Baselli. The Jaguars control their destiny for the playoffs. A game back of the Tennessee Titans. Let's go around the National Football League. Let's start off with the NFC playoff picture. There are a few spots that have already been clinched in the NFC. Well, uh, the Eagles are in. The Vikings are in. The Niners are in. And with the Giants' win last night, the Cowboys got in. They could have gotten in with a win over the Jags, of course. They lost that game, but the Giants helped them out. So the Cowboys are officially in the playoffs. Bucks lead the NFC South. The uh, Giants and the Commanders are after that. So there you go. And did the did the Eagles beat the Vikings already this year? Yes, they blew them out. On a Monday night. And so if the Eagles, Eagles win this week, they clinch the number one season. Correct. Hmm. There you go. How about that? But the Bucks getting in, it's they're going to have a losing record and get in. It's amazing, right? Yeah. By the way, the Giants are eight five and one because they won the game last night. So the Washington it didn't did not change the standings. Giants are six, Washington seven. But uh, that's a little different there on your. Screen. But you know you're gonna cue the uh, cue the uproar over a division winner getting in. You know what? It always works its way around. There's always every division has that at some point. You, you know the best part about it is the four seed will play the five seed, right, Pete? Yeah, the Cowboys are gonna go there, and they're gonna lose. And the Bucks will beat the Cowboys in Tampa. I'm just <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I get you locking that. You, I will triple lock. But <laughs> if they get in and host the Cowboys, they will beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. Uh, you know what? I, it's hard to argue with you. It's hard to argue with you. All the Bucks need to do is beat 
Carolina and they're going to get in. AFC playoff picture, not as clear yet. Uh, The Bills and Chiefs are in. Everything else is still up for grabs at the moment. A lot of teams are uh, within striking distance, of course. Bengals at 10-4 and lead their division. Titans for now. Uh, The Ravens, Chargers, and Dolphins would be the wild card teams at the moment. Patriots, Jets, Jags, Raiders, Browns, Steelers are in the hunt officially. I don't think the Chargers can charge her. That's how easy their schedule is the rest of the way. They can't charge her. So I think maybe. And Indy, Denver, and the Rams. Come on, Tony. They can't even blow that, can they? I don't know, Pete. I don't know. They're the Chargers, Pete. That's what they do. Yeah. I mean, they almost blew that game on Sunday to to the Titans. They almost did. But but who is that? What what is the the thing that interests me is the East. Because you have the Patriots, who, like, what they did yesterday, we haven't even talked about that. Oh, my gosh. Um, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Do the, all those teams play each other the last three Yes, weeks? yes. The Dolphins play the Packers this week. Then they play, what, home against, no, at New England, and then home against the Jets, right? Isn't that what it is, JP? Yeah, the uh, yeah Dolphins, uh, home against Green Bay, at New England, home against the Jets. Yeah, so they play each other. Uh, New England has Cincy this week, which is not at home, which is not an easy game. Then they have Miami, Miami, and then and what's at, their last? They have at Buffalo. At Buffalo, New England's in trouble. New England's in and, big and, trouble. Yeah, and so the Jets have the Jags, and then who? And then Dolphins. The New York Jets have the Jaguars, of course. Then they're at Seattle, and then at the Dolphins. That's tough too. So the the Jets. After we beat them, they'll be seven and eight. One of them is getting it. One of them is getting in. Yeah. Right. Because who else is you're going to get? The Chargers are probably going to get in, unless unless like one of those teams in the Central gets hot. You know, like uh, Browns if they ran the table. You just said I mean, the Central, go, Pete. The Central. The Central. You know turn, what I meant. Turn back um, the clock. The North. I like it. Yeah. Could Could the Titans get in at? If the Titans go two and one and are nine and eight, and we go nine and eight, and because of one loss, could the Titans get in that last wild card spot at nine and eight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miami's got what five losses right now? Isn't that what it is? No, no six. They're eight, six. Eight, they got eight, six. six. They could lose all three. Yeah. Could you imagine if they went from where they were to not making the postseason? It's possible. Yes, I can. That because that would be what ending on a six-game losing streak. Because I'm not sold on Tua. I know everyone else is in this world. No, I know, I know. He, look, He's, there are moments. He played okay the other day, though. I mean, you get it to those They two. got away from the run game. They averaged nine yards of rush in the first half, and they had three third shorts in the second half and didn't run the ball, and they didn't convert on any of them. Mm. All right, let's get to this Patriots debacle at the end of the game against the Raiders. Uh, in a tie game, they decide to start pitching it around, and then Chandler Jones picks it up and runs and stiff arms Mac Jones and runs in for the game-winning touchdown with no time left. What happened? Well, you know, it's interesting. In the last four years, Brady's last year, maybe it's the last three years, because Brady's now four years, because Brady's been at the Bucks three years now. You know, four years ago, last game of the year, the Patriots get beat on a, a last play of the game, lateral, Hail Mary, That's right. crazy. Against Miami. Miami. Against yep. Miami. 
And I thought it was bad coaching because they have Gronkowski as the last guy, like the safety. Like, what is he doing back there? He doesn't play defense. Right. Put someone fast back there. Right. He knows how to tackle. So that was weird coaching. And then you fast forward to this week. I mean, the whole year at New England has weird, been weird. And Bill Belichick is going to go down as the greatest coach in the history of this game. Like, I'm never going to take that away from him. I don't understand his thinking with Matt Patricia and, and Judge as kind of co-coordinators and Patricia being the offensive line coach, which is one of the most important coach, uh, position coaches on a staff, and he's never coached the offensive line before. I don't understand that decision by Bill Belichick. Okay, nope. set that aside. He's the greatest goat of coaches. You then look at this, like, now the word is the players did that on their own. Um, but you're ultimately responsible for that. But you're ultimately responsible as a coach. And that was, like, that's a play you do if you're down by one and you have to score. Right. They're tied. Go right. to overtime. Right. I mean, and, 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 and way, Myers I, took it on himself that he did it, but I don't care yeah. what he says. You're, you might have done it. But the coaching staff is – they're right there on the sideline too. Go down. Go right. down. At them. They're right there. Why even run the ball? Right. Take, take a, a knee. knee. Or take a Hail Mary if you want to do that. That's fine. But if you're just going to hand it off, what's the upside? Right. The downside is you fumble, they pick it up and go the other way. Right. right. I agree with you, Tony. Look, he is the greatest coach of all time. But like the rest of them – He's got his fair share of idiotic moves, and I can, I've can i gone through them and actually documented them. Fourth and jackass in New England, that's what I nicknamed that play. It was the worst play in the history of the world when he went for it, and everybody thought, oh, great, great decision. It cost him the game. Remember against the Ravens, I think it was, in the postseason where he punted to the middle of the field at the end of the playoff game and gave him an opportunity to win instead of kicking it out of bounds? He also... Had Brady, remember, he took a knee in a couple scenarios, but instead of standing around and killing clock, he just went down and they left time on the clock. There's a bunch of them. He's had a bunch of them. He's gotten away with them. They all get away with them. They all make dumb decisions. That is on him. I'm sorry. It's on Belichick, period. You're the head coach. You're responsible for that. Yep. Fourth and jackass. I forgot about that one. At Indy, that was remember? In, that, it was that's at right. Indy. It wasn't in, yeah. it was, you said it was in New Indy. England. It was, it, no, it, I, I said uh, it was at Indy. It was at Indy. I was there. I remember right. it. I know. That's not what you said, though. Yes, you, I did. Yes, I did. No. Yes, I did. At Indy. Monday Night Football. It's a battle of underachieving NFC teams. The defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams are 4-9 and nine and crumbling. The Green Bay Packers are 5-8 and eight and are desperate. It's 15 degrees at Lambeau. Who you got tonight on the frozen tundra? Yeah, low-key today, JP. What's the matter? That was a little low-key. Because, honestly, Pete, it's a Monday Night Football game. Does anyone care tonight? No. It's a bad game. <laughs> Man, but the Packers are still alive. Yeah, they are. Kind of. They're still alive. They're I got the Packers. And, and, and I will say I'm intrigued to watch Baker Mayfield. I am intrigued. Does he become who he is? I mean, you are what you are, right? Usually in this league? Probably. Yeah. I think the Packers handle him tonight. I think they throw. I think Rodgers looks like Rodgers tonight. He'll play well. What if the Packers They got rid win? of Sammy. They, they cut Sammy Watkins today, Pete. Did. Yeah. He did nothing. He did nothing. What if the Packers win this weekend, next week in Miami? Pete. Then they got the Lions at one point at, at close out the season with the Lions, I think, and what one other game I think that's not that hard. They can get in the playoffs. There's a team. Eight? There's a team you don't want in either. 
Yeah, they got the uh, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings in Lambeau, and then Lions in Lambeau. Three of the four at home. They could make a run. They could make a run. Wow. The, the toughest game they have there is the Lions. They're playing well. They're playing they are really playing good. well. They are playing well. Good quarterback coach in Detroit. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jerichoff's playing well. Uh, Monday Night Football is in. All right, so uh, are we ready to just – you know, double lock it again. You know, review the locks tonight. Did. You double locked it. it. The Jaguars are going to the playoffs. Tony already locked the playoff victory in round one. What are you talking about? It's true. You That's got them true. beating the Ravens. That's what you said. The They're going to play the Chargers. Would you have them beating the Chargers too? Yes. You'd rather play the Ravens though, wouldn't you? Yes. Look, just go beat the Jets. If they were going to get in the playoffs, don't don't let all this stuff, you know, just go win. What did they do today? Did they practice today? I think they did some no light, light stuff. Nothing heavy. Okay, and then they'll have a full practice tomorrow, and then they got to travel on Wednesday after a light walkthrough. I mean, it's a tough week for the – these guys have never dealt with that before, right? They. I mean, here's the thing, Pete. I might be able to get up – more I think about it, we might be in the AFC Championship game. Oh, it is 1996 all over again. Oh, baby. All right, guys. We're gonna go to, we're they're going to go to Buffalo and win, too? Yep. I You're like crazy. it. Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, MJP Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.